When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Well, howdy. This is Thursday, another sleep closer to Vegas. And again, I get pulled up in the street everywhere yesterday talking about Vegas. Oh, you're not there yet? No, I'm not there yet. No, I'm standing in front of you. Uh, it is great to have your company on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney. Because we're going to go to Belmore tomorrow. But Brandy and I, we're, Brandy, we're going to Belmore tomorrow night. We should go play the pokies at Canterbury League. Sort of a touch of Vegas. Just Oh, that's right. You're not going. I'm just thinking to prepare for Vegas. We could go to Canterbury Leagues, no? Brandy? I'd love to go to Canterbury Leagues. You know what? I've never walked into Canterbury Leagues. I've never been there. So we will... It's a good club. Big club. Yeah. I'd I'd like to see it. So even though we've got a rugby league double header on tomorrow night at Belmore, Mm. Plossy. Yep. um, Yep. Boy, the the cricket last night. Did you watch it? Yes. I said yesterday... No, no, I listened. I listened. I was listening to the finish. I would have loved to have been in Wellington yesterday. I would, if I could just transport myself to watch that and it didn't disappoint, it was a cracking match. Tim David's producing game after game now, isn't he? He's, uh, gee, I'd love to see him get in early, like number three. He's, he's coming out with these cameos game after game after game. Uh, by the way, Queensland listeners, welcome to you. I know it's nice and early there, but we do appreciate you uh, being here with us to start the show. Uh, Pat and Heels will be along from 6am Queensland time. But uh, Tim David, 31 of 10. So what do we needed? We needed 32 off the last nine, mm. and he's gone 4 6, six. Look, And then we need well, 16 off the last. Over. That's right. That's right. And, and, and still looking unlikely in that last over, Vossi. It was, you know, leg by, one run, one run. Uh, we did get a wide the first ball, but then went 6 Two, four to finish mm. off the innings. So needed to hit a four on the last ball and somehow got enough of his bat on it. It beat the fielder over the boundary. It was it was as good as I've watched all summer. So uh, even though it's rugby league season and we're at, we're, we're at Belmore tomorrow, uh, yes. it's good to see the cricket. Well, the next May game is Friday. Um, so SGN will have coverage again, uh, home of sport. And um, Chris Harris, who was part of the commentary team last night and did an excellent job, he'll be on the program today. So we'll catch up with uh, a man who was greatly experienced in the shortened form of the game. You know, there'll, there'll be knockers of it. Oh, another, another T20 tournament, you know, three-game series, whatever. Pretty good entertainment, isn't it? 431 runs. You just go on the cricket sixes. for the night. 431 runs scored. Yeah, Pretty and it, it, like... The big hitting, it doesn't necessarily do it for me, Vossi, but the fact that the game was close, you know, swinging and the the, the fact that they needed to do it at a certain stage with nine balls left, there were still 32 runs to get. They 
you know, it count uh, swinging. And some of the some of the twenty twenty games against the, the West Indies. It, mm. Well, that are, like I know I know we saw some big hitting, but watching the West Indies bat in the twenty twenty is just like rusty gate swinging. Like it was it was it didn't look great. It's it's below. You know, there's there's a certain amount of skill that you'd like to see in a cricket game. Just just swinging the bat wildly doesn't doesn't do it for me. Well, you can have your say on that topic, Brandy. He's opened up a first topic for the day. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Are you still in cricket mode? Uh, did you tune in last night? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Or once the you know the footy season gets underway, uh, the juggernaut sort of picks up pace, and it has picked up pace already with uh, you know full round of preseason challenge and all stars. Do you then just put cricket to rest for the for the rest of the summer? And uh, we are just a actually yeah we're, we're still a few days of summer. We're still you know we're we're still mm. chipping away there. February twenty ninth coming up. We're going to be Feb 29, mate. We're going to have a Feb 29 to we celebrate. Uh, well, being the leap year. Well, well, it is Olympic year, isn't it? Mm. Olympic year. Leap year. So one one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. I'm looking at Brandy. Massive smile on his face. Uh, cue the Namibian national anthem. Guarantee that's their, the first time it's ever been played. <laughs> yes, one of their most famous sporting days. They and I, th- I thought we might leave this for for Hammy Goodman because it was a sports bet special. Hammy Goodman mm-hmm. special, uh, Namibia or Nambia, if you if you like, if you like to go yes. that way. Nambia yep. up against Nepal, um, and Nambia the outsiders. They got up one by two wickets with sixty balls to spare over Nepal. Um, and Hammy gave us the rundown yesterday. Pays to listen to the sports bet segment because, you know, it was an unlikely bet. I, as in, you know, you were searching to have a bet on the cricket during the uh, during the day. But he gave us the rundown, and Namibia had beaten the Nambians, rather. The Nambians had beaten Nepal, um, something like the last time they met, and the majority of recent. their last seven meetings or something. Yeah, and yet they were the recent. outsiders, two sixty or something like that. Yeah, something so. Like that. A, a brilliant day, and Brandy is standing. Nice touch, Brandy. And cap yeah. off. Very nice touch. My favourite African country. Now, you're also holding a glass. Yes. Well, well not yet. No, well, not, not yet. yet. I'm, well, I'm going to crack one. I'm, I'm oh. going seven. Seven o'clock. I, I can't have one at six, but I'll, I'll have one at, out of the seven o'clock news. Yeah, but it's eight o'clock it in is New w- Zealand. We, you can have point. one. You know, there's good people point. listening across the ditch. Well, it is. It's five o'clock somewhere, isn't it? Well, that's it. So... Yeah. It is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you break the news, Brandon. It's your, it's your baby. Well, it's World Margarita Day. <laughs> Giddy up. Where? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it. laughs> How does... Why? Like, Get that India. I, I know there's days everything. There's, you know... Mm, everything. There's day day. But, but how does World Margarita Day actually have a how place? They, yeah. Like, who, who started that? Yeah. How do they... How do they... Who do they... Who do they yeah. have to... Uh, who signs off on it? To get yeah. that... To get, or, do, or is it just some bar owner just who does make good margaritas said, well, this is World Margarita Day. World Kebab um, Day. Anyway, is what I'll, I'll, seven kebab news, day. I'll, I'll get one. Kebab Day. Well, we're at Belmore tomorrow. We might, you might stumble across a kebab somewhere. That's the highlight of Belmore. It is. The food's, the food's the food. great. 
The food is great on the main street. You just you, every, everywhere's a winner. So you just got to allow yourself that little bit of time to to get over there, then walk through the park, then go on to the game. Whippy's inside the ground, Mr. Whippy's inside the ground. So yeah. <laughs> we're living the dream well, tomorrow well, night. Vegas so can wait. Vegas can yeah. wait. Belmore's got okay. everything you'd ask for tomorrow well, night. Well, Vegas can wait for these blokes too because if you're under 21, um, you, you won't be going out after the game. So I was shocked that there's only three players out of the 80-odd, or may, maybe all close to 85 For the players, four teams. Four teams, uh, 20, 21, 22 players per team. Joseph Swali'i, Davey Moali, and Jai Gray, are they the only under-21 players here? Yeah, so that's Manly, Manly don't have any, and the Broncos mm. don't have any under-21s in their squad. Like, it's not their starting yeah. 13-17. Um, no one there. Um, actually, that's... Um, I wouldn't mind. It's like I, I shared with you earlier this week, I was totally, unbeknownst to me, the, uh, the tax... Um, 30%. If you're an Australian citizen, you have a win at the in the casino. You go mm. up to collect, they're going to take 30% tax on the spot. You win 1000 they're going to keep 300 You'll get $700 on, on proof of um, ID, which you have to do. Uh, how about it? You, you who have been to, to America, what are the tips that you'd like to pass on, both serious and not so serious, for mm. those travelling to America, and Vegas in particular? And I'm pretty sure there's plenty listening have been to Vegas. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. What's your tips for those of us travelling to America for the rugby league doubleheader? Have you got a serious and a not so serious tip? What we should do, what we shouldn't do, yeah. what we should absolutely do. Mm. I, I yeah. we we went to America after the ninety one season. So we must have gone and we took a couple of players that were under twenty one. Uh, Brad Fittler was one of them. He was under 21. He he wasn't allowed out to the bars, so they sat in a hotel uh-huh. room. <laughs> Is that right? For, for at least a couple of nights, but then then that stopped for some reason. I can't can't remember exactly how we. I think the old false ID might have been produced. Oh, well, here's a here's a revelation. This is now the, the Telegraph. There, Riccio's ringing. I think now, this is. Yeah. Yeah. Underage scandal. Well, nineties, thirty years ago, might have been a little, might have been a little bit uh, easier to produce that. I tell you, someone who might be able to give us a few more tips on America. David Newey's coming on the program today. Now, he is a really interesting character because he played with the Dragons, played first grade with the Dragons, ninety ninety one, bit of football over in England, and then went to America, mid nineties, and basically is one of the foundation, you know, one of the, the founding fathers, if you will of rugby league in America. He said, yeah, this is a great sport. And um, he was part of the setting up of the Tomahawk. US yeah, Rugby League Federation. And he's, he's lived there ever since. I think he lives in Philadelphia mm. these days. So he's been there for, you know, nigh on 30 years. Um, but a rugby league man through and through and will be in Vegas and will be on our show today. So we'll catch up with him. David Riccio is in the US. So I don't know whether we've got a... I don't think we've got a guest on the show who lives locally. Oh, no, Hemi's probably at home still. He hasn't left yet, so... Yeah, very international flavour show. Lots of rugby league stories around today. So Luciano Leilua is oh, going yeah, to the lots Dragons. Of yeah, lots Adam of Reynolds stories. gets another contract. Corey Hutter-Widenader uh, looking to come back. Wayne Bennett. Um, speculation about where he could go next. Mm-hmm. Overlooked for the New Zealand coaching job. They're, they're all stories yep. we'll attack a little later on. But one of the big stories of the day. Uh, Brandon, just to confirm, are you going to Taylor Swift any of the four nights? Uh, no, I'm not. Right. I'm not. 
10 you're in. What? Oh, really? Oh, you yeah, 10 going tomorrow night. Yeah, Friday oh, night. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you know, I'm a bit of a Blink-182 fan, and, and everything's about Taylor Swift, but Blink-182 are playing there again this weekend at Kudos Bank Arena. They, they oh, were in Sydney last week, and day. then they've gone away, and now they're coming back. What and, night? Well, it's very biased. Well, Saturday night they're playing. And oh, not for not tomorrow night? Because I've, um, I've got a pick. So after I leave Belmore, hmm. I've got to get in a queue somewhere at Olympic Park and pick my wife up. Um, yeah. And if Blink-182 are out there as well, it's going to be... Yeah, good. Well, that's what the Logan Warrior... No, but the issue here is, boys, Blink-182 are playing at Homebush at the same time as uh, Swifty. And all trains to Homebush are playing Swifty songs all the way there. Blink-182 fans, you know, would be reasonably disappointed. Why can't they play Blink-182? Why can't there be a Blink-182 train so hang on, hang and the Swifty train? They're playing Swifty music. Hang on. You've got no yeah, choice. What, You're going to just okay, blaring what, through what, the trains. What did we discuss yesterday? Uh, There's Taylor Swift... And mm. the Beatles are head-to-head battle for mm. the most famous, and and we're, we're getting Blink One Eight Two playing through the trains. That's not working. Like, well, Blink One Eight Two. I I don't. Do I know any songs? Blink One Eight Two. Well, you should. Well, yeah, yeah I probably yeah, do, but mm. there's no chance that Blink One Eight Two are getting songs played in on the, the train. train. Well, I think I think someone at, at City Rail or whatever has to, uh, who's a Blink One Eight Two fan, has to, you know, basically sabotage the sabotage, sabotage yeah. the yeah. Swifty yeah. music, and on on comes all the small things, and mm. yeah, it'd be good rock show. What have yeah. you got there, Dan? Yeah, there we go. All the small things. There you go. Yeah, good, good song. That's what I'm saying. That'd be way yeah. better. Yeah, yeah educate the Swifties, yeah, all the little Swifty fans. Um, uh, so we've, we've covered some ground in the opening segment, but we do want to hear from you. Get on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Tips for America are already coming in. Uh, thoughts on Tim David and the cricket are coming in. And uh, if you've got any Swifty advice as well, that, that, that'll probably come in as well. T- just on the Swift thing, so was that a sore point at home? Well, because you have been to concerts before with uh, Mrs. Alexander, but you've been yeah, rushed yeah. for this one? Or you just oh, no, no, by no, choice? Well, well, I'm working. Mm. We're at Belmore. I can't. Well, what can't be what time does Taylor Swift get on the stage, though? What time is she on uh, the stage? I, I think, I think the time the storm hits around eight o'clock. I think you could have said to Steve Crawley at Fox Lee's and <laughs> going to Taylor Swift. I think he would have given you the night off. Mm. He would have. Maybe, maybe I'd rather be at Belmore. That's probably it. That's it. Now we're getting to the truth. <laughs> now we're getting to the truth. No doubt about that. And one other little um, piece of cricket news. Ben Stokes, I love this quote. There's just a quote. You go to the BBC website, has never seen anything like, is it Ranchi pitch, the next pitch for the fourth test in India? Mm. Um, he said, it has cracks running down one side just outside a right-hander's off stump at one end <laughs> and a left-hander's off stump at the other. <laughs> so, <laughs> they are walking into uh, a trap, it would appear, at 2-1 down in the series. Well, we went through that last year, didn't we? Yeah, like we we went through that for the for the World Cup and everything. Like just it cracks a few days out though. <laughs> it's like that's could well, be anything. Got them. Can't Might last two days. We are here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Remember this show all about you. Get on the phone one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Open line all yours. Uh, and we have some exciting news about all of your calls on our open line. Something big is coming from our friends at Club Med. 
it is reason to ring in and be a contributor to the program. So stay listening when we'll reveal some major news about a big prize coming your way for our contributions on the open line. It's all here on the Home of Sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Back in a moment with all your calls and texts. Welcome back to SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. It's foggy in some areas this morning. We're heading for a mostly cloudy day and a top of 29 in the city, 33 in the west. Uh, Good morning if you're in Brisbane. You're with us for another half an hour before Patton Hill's We'll be along mostly sunny up there today in 32. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Uh, great. This is from the Shoalhaven Doctor. Good morning, Doctor. Or should I say howdy, Doctor? Or bonjour, Doctor. Um, I don't want to say any of those things, too. But great innings, Tim David. Apart from Greg Alexander, what other top sportsmen have two first names? What a good talkback topic to start the day. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy Sportsman with two okay, I've got first one. names. Off the top of my head. Tim David, Greg Alexander. All right? Yeah. Let's get an 11. What have you got? Mark Taylor. Oh, Mark Taylor. That's very topical. Well, are there boys called Taylor? I suppose oh, there are. No. There is. Only yeah. girls. Well, no, yeah. there's boys. All right. Because we're going to have a separate yeah. team, people with mm, boys, boys and, and girls. girls. Yeah. Okay, so we've so far we've got a starting eleven of Tim David, Greg Alexander, and Mark Taylor. Yeah. See where we go with that one. Thank you, Shoalhaven Doctor. Now we said tips from on America, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Um, your mate, our mate, the Warrior Holic, has has jumped on the text to give us some Vegas mail. Uh, yes, he has, and uh, he says I reckon Vegas is a bit of a myth these days. Back in the eighties and nineties. It was a place you could gamble, get cheap food and booze and go crazy in a way you couldn't in most other cities. These days, what used to be special about Vegas is pretty much normal in most big cities, but it costs about five times more in Vegas. Not sure I'd be in a hurry to go back, says the Warrior Holic. Mm. Cheers. Have a good time over there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the Padiums, right? you're going to have to really stretch the Padiums. Have you, have you been to Vegas? No. no. Right. Never. So I've been to, Vegas, been to Vegas twice. Uh, um, went 2016 with me and Tanya went yep. uh, and then I took the boys back then we went as a family in 2018 uh, so I haven't been there on a crazy you know bucks boys uh. but uh, not in a hurry to go back I'm with the warrior holic oh really yeah. no, well see I'm a, I'm a total newbie to America see I've only ever been to uh, Jacksonville and that was hit and run for in and out to call the game. Rugby league, yeah. To call South Sydney versus Leeds. Oh, 2008 Australia Day Challenge. Mm. So I've only ever th- flown through Los Angeles, never stepped foot outside the airport, and then yep. done the Jacksonville hit and run, and that was a disaster. What about that? My first experience flying to America, fly over economy, uh, land in Los Angeles, and say, uh, for ongoing uh, passengers on to Orlando, your flight has been cancelled. Please join this queue. And so, oh, so you join another queue, and then they sat there for an hour, and then mm. they worked out that I would go to Dallas next. So I went oh. Los Angeles, sit around for a couple of hours, yep. fly to Dallas, get off at Dallas. Dallas is a huge airport, five terminals, run around to another terminal to fly Dallas, then directly to Jacksonville, where originally it was meant to be LA, Orlando, up to Jacksonville. I flew Los Angeles, cancelled flight, Dallas, Jacksonville. It's a long way to get to the east coast of America. Mm. A long way. Like yeah. I did. I did over 50 you, hours of flying and I was on the ground for like 36. 
<laughs> when you just don't go straight there, it is long. Well, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, Brett Lee. Oh, good. Okay. Lock in Brett Green. Lee. Yep. Okay. He's in the 11. He's so in the far. 11. Tim what David, Greg Alexander, Mark Taylor, Brett Lee. You're in a steam company, Brent. You're doing well. Uh, Drew, Drew Mitchell. Drew Mitchell. Okay, got a rugby. Drew mm-hmm. Mitchell. Nice. Okay. And what about uh, Tony Gregg? Oh, that's a stretch. Why? Oh, well, what? the Greg bit. Oh, the what? first funny spelling. Not the spelling. Yeah. Oh. Well, okay. So, yeah. so you can't have Joel Kane. No. Joel and not Kane. by the spelling. Yeah, that's not bad. That's no. pretty good, Brandy. You're in good form or, today. Or yeah. Brian. Well, Margarita Day is kicking in, and you Don't are. Worry. These, these are all texts I'm stealing. I'm re- oh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're text messages that are coming in. Um, this one got me confused. Kane says, should I be reading? What about Craig David? Very good at backgammon, apparently. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Who was is Craig, Craig? David, a, he's a singer. He's a singer. singer. Yeah, Craig English, David's a singer. English. So he's not sport. Mm. But Craig David. No, I was thinking of Harrison Craig, the young bloke on Australian Idol. He right. was good. He yeah, was he good. Was good. Uh, Raider Man from the Hunter Valley says, uh, good morning, boys. Ricky Stewart. Down. Put that one down. Man, that's almost... That's almost the Shoalhaven Doctor has hijacked our show. We now have a thousand texts on the board of blokes with <laughs> the same, with with name, first and last names, which could be first names. So, Shoalhaven Doctor, John? what have you done? We had all these serious topics to talk about, and now I've got to scroll down about 48 pages to find a text other than Matt the says, names. Matt says Brian Fletcher. Brian Fletcher. Yeah. And, He's hardly uh, a sportsman, is he? Charlie Goodsir says Andrew John. <laughs> Great stuff. Come on. Let's get back here. Some Vegas tips. When in Vegas, make sure to double bag your shopping bags. As I use cheap paper, or as they use cheap paper, and can have the bottom drop out and your shopping spill all over the street, make sure you double bag everything. So cheap Bags are used in Vegas. They save money. Uh, that's an anonymous tip. Who's shopping? But it sounds like a good one. Who, so I might take Vegas over a Woolies shops? bag then. I might take right. over a little Woolies, little, well, Woolies bag. What are you, are are you in a service department or are you in a hotel? Uh, Who's shopping yeah, well, at Woolies or their hotel. equivalent of while well, you're something. in Vegas? Just a, well, when you've got the bediums of, you know, I'll be scratching around for something. Something 20 crazy. bucks or 20 bucks. Uh, no one but Stacey Jones uh, was getting the Kiwi coaching gig. Uh, I, had, I had a quick, I was in touch with Stacey yesterday. He's going to join us on Monday, I think, Vossi. Uh, there was a huge push by very influential former Kiwi players to push Madge out and give the job to Stacey. Of course, Wayne Bennett was, was in the oh, running as well. Bits. And the bosses bent over backwards. There we go. And the, uh, <laughs> the old boys the gave it to all right, uh, we'll talk more about Wayne Bennett later in the show. You can also have your say in the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 How about our goods there deal at the moment? Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund, up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. 6.30 News next, 5.30 if you're in Brisbane. And we're straight back after that with all the big sporting headlines of the morning. This is the Home of Sport, Sydney's SEN, 11.70 a.m. <laughs> On Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Throwback Thursday. Nice work there. Nice, nice. That's good. That's good. That's up. 
Throwback Thursday. Well, there's there's two components to this. In fact, there's more than that because uh, you've been given the heads up on our next guest, David Newey. Um, we go back to 1990 and 1991, the St. George Dragons. That's first grade time for David Newey. And then his career takes him all over the place and a bit of rugby. But it's the American angle that we want to really focus on today. He, he moved over to the States. Well, David will tell us, but it was very early 90s. And he basically... I've labelled him founding father, one of the founding fathers of rugby league in the USA because he's had a lot to do with flying the flag for the great sport. He must almost have to pinch himself that now there's a double header in the NRL coming to Vegas. Let's welcome him to Throwback Thursday right now. That makes you old, David. That means you're not on this segment unless you're old. Welcome to the show. Boys, how are you? That's a nice intro. You're making me feel really old. Thanks very much. <laughs> you're welcome, David. That- that means we're all old, all of us. Yes. All three of us. For the record, David, 57, 57, David. Is that correct, 57? Yeah, I'll take 57, mate. That's fine. <laughs> or oh, maybe 58. No, I think yeah, you're 58. come on, Vossie. Come yeah. On. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'm on the club there, 58. Yeah. Mate, I think I think that one of the fellows sitting at the desk there might be the same same age. He mightn't be remember, but we went back all the way to high school playing against each other. Greg Alexander. Oh, Incredible. I said that yesterday, didn't I, Vossi? I said, yes. David and I, I'm sure David and I played against each other. James Cookhigh, Brian Smith, the coach. James Cookhigh, um, yeah. yeah. James Cookhigh, those, those were the days. We, we, they were great days. Mate, I'll tell you a funny story, if you've got a second, since it's throwback Thursday. Yes. We sat in, the, and Brian Smith was our coach at James Cook, and we had some talented players with us. Dennis Kinchella has a name that goes back as well. He was on our team Dennis Kinchella. way back when. Big and we did a team meeting. We're about to play Fairfield, I guess, in one of the end of the season competitions at Commonwealth Bank Cup or something. And Fairfield, they had some big names in their team, and Smithy went through the list. It was the likes of Max Mannix, mm-hmm. Paul Langmack. I think there was a Tom Nichols that played Australian schoolboys, if my memory serves me correctly. You're right. Yep. And Smithy went to the group, and he said, listen, out of all those guys, there's one guy we have to worry about. It's number seven, Greg Alexander. And... We sure did. I spent a lot of time just... That's why you can't remember me, Greg. I, I spent most of my time behind you, mate, chasing you back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just, let's just, before we get on to the American experience, and, and Brandy's done his research on you rugby union-wise, but rugby league, the St. George Dragons, David, that must have been the dream to pull on the big red V back in the day. It made it, well, I grew up in, in the area, so, you know... Um, Spent my time going to primary school at Brighton and then high school at James Cook and sitting on the hill at Cogger Oval. So my family heritage is Fijian, so the full surname's like New Matawalu, but we shortened it because it made things easier way back then. But my dad and you know was close with the, the, the Toga brothers, Apisai and Anosi Toga. So that kind of made us automatic St. George fans and, and the opportunity to play for the Dragons was wonderful. You know, I played both games, Union and League. It was a time when you'd play... Uh, you were able to play both. You could play you know, Union on the weekend and league through the week with your high school. So playing with the Dragons was was, was a great time, great memory. Now, now before we get on to the, the, the United States, and which was probably the big reason, but I've got some information, and it was, uh, it's was it been given to me from a, a former Wallaby, and he said David New was also a gun cricketer, uh, and he said not, not just a weekend, like a proper first grader, St George, maybe Sutherland <laughs> also. Uh, and also played rugby yeah. for Saints. Good player, aggressive fly half, uh, which was uncommon for us rugby backs in the 90s. But uh, 
cricketer and rugby player. Yeah, I love the cricket. I was fortunate. I actually grew up in a good era, mate. Like as I said, I was lucky enough to play against guys like yourself in footy, but I spent some time playing in and around the War Brothers at around about the same age. So, you know, that was a period I went up through. Grew up playing cricket in the, in the St. George area. Some young, young guys around me, talented guys. I think you guys might remember a guy by the name of Stephen Funnell. This really is throwback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Stephen The Webb was a, was a talented rugby league player and cricketer as well. And then I, I went on and played just a little bit at, at Sutherland first grade, but played a fair bit of great cricket with them as well. My first first grade match actually was against St. George. And in our team was a guy by the name of Les Johns. So, again, really is the wow. throwback Thursday. What a talented wow. cricketer Les Johns was as well. All right. Now, this becomes a love story too. This, uh, oh. Brandy, maybe. Well, there, there is a love story because I'll have, have some to correct. Huh? Well, we've, we've done some research. Now, is your first um, t- sort of contact with America, is it an end-of-season trip with the Dragons to Hawaii that sort of gets oh. is one of the stepping stones towards ending up in America full-time? Did you meet your sure partner is. back then in yeah. Hawaii, possibly? I, I did. I did. I, in fact, I met her on the first day we were there on the beach in Hawaii and then married or didn't marry her. I asked her to marry me about two weeks later. So, yeah, met her on the beach. Oh, and wow. here we are 30-some years later. <laughs> I'm in, right? actually, I work in New York now, but I'm in Philly. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, amazing. The boys at the time couldn't believe it. Yeah, they just scratched their heads still. They're like, what happened? I was like, oh, things happen so in Waikiki Beach. In, what, in what, what year trip? was that, David? You're on trip away. 91. 91. Yeah, so the trip was organised by... Yeah, sorry. No, no, I was just because I spoke briefly this morning about trips away and, and because we're, you know, Vegas, the Vegas thing and... Um, Underage, yeah. underage players, and I said, "Well, at the end of '91, we went to America. We 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 played the World Club Challenge. We came home, then we went to America and ended up in Hawaii too on the on the way home. Ah. So we we were in Hawaii '91 summer. So Could have got hitched, that? Brady. Yeah. Might, might have got hitched. Your life, I mean, you might be doing the breakfast <laughs> show <laughs> over in Alaska now or something. <laughs> it could have been anything for you, Brady. You never know. You never know. No, I'm just saying. That, well, Brad Fittler got into the the, the bars. In Hawaii, didn't 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 go well in LA. Under LA eight. wasn't wasn't the place. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Hawaii's a bit more relaxed, right? A bit more relaxed. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. when do yeah. you first take or play rugby league in or for America, David? It, it goes back to the World Sevens. Remember the tournament that they would have mm-hmm. down there, the Coca Cola World Sevens. They bring teams in from all over. So when I landed in in the in the states. I figured, you know, this is, I had a couple of years left at St. George, got a release, and I thought, you know, I'll just move on, get involved in a professional career and settle in, in America. But it just happened to be that someone found out I was there and asked me to play rugby union. And so I ended up being picked in the um, US Sevens team to play in Hong Kong. And I thought, oh, that's a nice trip. I never thought that would happen. I'll, I'll, I'll head off to that. Then it struck me that I'd better let these guys know, and you guys will remember you all the way back then, I guess when you went from union to league, you were actually banned. You know, it was amateur to professional. Mm-hmm. So I had to let mm-hmm. USA Rugby know. They called Australian Rugby, New South Wales Rugby. They're like, yeah, this guy's on the on the no-fly list. He's, he's banned from playing rugby union again. So like, I was out. So I hung up right. that phone, and it wasn't a couple of days later that the phone rang, and it was a fellow that was running the team that did come down to the Rugby League World Sevens. So 
jumped off that flight, jumped on the next one, came down and played with the US in the World Sevens, and that kick-started um, a lot of interest in, in the game back, in my mind anyway, the opportunity and trying to do things back in America. So behind that, the same guy that organised the trip to Sydney for the Sevens had organised a USA, this is crazy, USA versus Ireland International at RFK Stadium, which was the Washington Redskins at the time's home stadium, live on ESPN on St. Patrick's Day. Wow. So he said to me, Nui, find me a group of players to represent the USA. <laughs> so that's January is the World Seven. March is St. Patrick's Day. So in, in you know a month and a half, we, we figured out we'll identify a couple of players to put our heads together and play against Ireland in an international. And that really kick-started... You know the, the beginning, and from there it was the the thought about, you know, this is wonderful, this high level stuff, but it's not realistic. We got to try and put together a local competition, and so very humbly we we started with a bunch of guys tossing the ball around in the park. You know, with five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of us, enough for two teams, and trying to find jerseys and balls and lying fields and all those things were challenging, but very very rewarding, and and it was a thrill of mine actually if I look back on it that we were part of something that's maybe, uh, you know, led to where we are on March 2nd with the NRL coming in. Uh, very, very humble. Uh, played a little small part in that. You're entitled to be a special guest to the NRL at the at the game. I reckon Peter Volandi's tuned into this interview might know the extent of your involvement with things. <laughs> You're obviously going to Vegas, David. You'll be there for it. Yeah, I will. I will. I'm looking forward to it. So my wife and I, and in fact, all those guys that help, you know, dig the well for rugby league in America, we formed the American National Rugby League, and then the national team we we called the Tomahawks had a little bit of success and some fun along the way. There's a, probably close to a hundred of them now that are heading out there to all get back right. together again after about twenty 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 odd years. Fantastic. Okay. Um, I, I heard on one of our other programs, it was Joel and Fletcher, Brian Fletcher, Joel Kane, who do the afternoon program. They were interviewing yeah. someone, yeah. David, that was coming um, via Notre Dame rugby team yeah. to the combine that they're holding in Vegas. Um, yeah. Do you think they'll unearth the, the combine anyone that you know that will find their way back into rugby league? Do you think is 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 that is that feasible? That that the sort of thing that they're trying. I believe it is. It's going to take a little bit of time and patience and talent ID and a, and a little bit of skill development. But athletically, the raw potential is absolutely there. You know, the ability to run really fast in a straight line or move quickly in different directions or leap high, you know, play with your hands above your head. Basketball guys that can be like a winger and jump up in the air and contest possession. I've seen it over the period of time here. It's just a matter of really spending you know the time and effort in in making it a long-term project and and some of the guys i've helped to identify for this combine um, and i think there's a pathway through that process to identify talent um mm. for, the, for the national rugby league in australia for the men but i think it's also really exciting for the women i think there's going to be a lot of women that come out of that combine or ultimately through that yeah. combine that can be identified to play professionally in Australia. The rugby sevens programs here, men and women are really, really competitive. And I think rugby sevens is more closely linked to rugby league than rugby 15. So, you know, both of those teams may medal at the next Olympics. Hey, David, because you're there, because you're there, what are the barometers for success? Like, what are there some key, 
like crowd alone, television numbers, have you thought about what will gauge this as an absolute success? Or is it just being there? The fact that it's going to be on in five years, is that the is that the pass mark? Have you thought about what we need to be talking about in two weeks' time as what's happened? Yeah, I think it's a really good question and it's been it's come up a lot, not just from you know, people from Australia, but people in America, they're asking the same sort of thing. Is there going to be, you know, a residual benefit, some legacy from this? And I think there is. I think the optics are we would love to see 40,000 fans there, wouldn't we? That's one for people who use that as a, as a pass mark or a B or a B plus or an A. You know, and then what does the television look like? Does it get some eyeballs nationally across the country? They're, they're the things that obviously the business people at the NRL will, will study and, and look at. But the very fact that there's a commitment over time of five years, so there's this large tentpole event, which teams come in, professional teams come and play in a showcase. But around that is a combine, so there's some talent ID and pathway for some local athletes to get an opportunity. And then beneath all of that, a football festival. You know, there's a nines tournament that's going on, which I think over time will grow and be larger and potentially get international club teams, you know, from the bush and from the park all over the world to come in. And then a, a Masters, there's actually a Masters tournament as well, and an international between the USA and Canada. So there's a lot of things that are happening that can help grow the game. And then beyond the, the larger you know, thing that everyone's got their eyeballs in, the stuff that's going on underneath the bottom of the pyramid, if that grows organically, there's some real opportunity here. And that five-year plan, I think there's a way to really um, everybody, especially the stakeholders for Rugby League in America, to benefit from it. Uh, so David, did you say did you say you're in Philadelphia, but you work in New York? What what is yeah? Just a little bit about yourself. What's what's happened to you in yeah, the last uh, so twenty what, years? Dude? Yeah, my background. Yeah, my background's education. So I was a teacher. So you know, when I was playing with the Dragons, I was teaching at James Cook. So yeah. that sort of was the the basis of everything. And then came across here and worked in a in a school called, called the Glen Mills Schools. It was around the corner from where I lived in Philadelphia, and it was a school for court-adjudicated youth. Well, what does that mean? Well, basically, they were gangbangers and, and socialised delinquents, kids that were in jail or removed from jail, bloods and crips and Mexican mafia. So they'd killed some people, done some pretty bad things. But this program was a, it was a fascinating place where there were no locks and bars, you know, from the custody clinical model of locking people up. This was about trying to develop pro-social behaviour across academics, and, and absolutely athletics, because a lot of the kids that came into the program were big, strong, tough kids from the city. And the, and the founder of the program really believed that, you know, if you're, if you're a leader on the corner and you could organise 15, 20 kids or, or gang members to follow you, you're a leader. So how do we, you know, convert that from a negative behaviour to positive behaviour? So up and through that program, these kids ended up becoming really talented athletes. And, you know, and then doing well academically, we had kids that went and played professional football, won Super Bowls, track athletes. And, and it was amazing because in parallel with that, I started a rugby league program there for the staff. So it was a bit like the old um, longest yard, you know, where the prison guards yeah. <laughs> play against the local team. But that was the start. That was the genesis of the American National Rugby League. That school became the hub of where we played all our big internationals and it was a home base for us to develop rugby league and you know find athletes and identify them so the educational part being a teacher was what first got me embedded in in the states and then helped me to develop rugby league 
And then beyond that, I got involved in, in American football. So it was in about five years I was working in and out of China, uh, helping to develop American football. So grow up from the grassroots up in the colleges and start a professional program. Then jumped back across here and was involved for a short period with Rugby Sevens. I was outside of Rugby League. And now I'm actually the executive director of a place called the Fences Club, the Olympic style, the age-old sport of fencing. Um, it's a about 140 years old. We're, our club is across the road from the Empire State Building, right in Midtown between 5th and 6th Avenue. So it's been an interesting ride. You know, most of it, you know, I'll, I'll say respectfully, unplanned. I just kind of landed in different things, um, all, all sports-related, it seems. That is fascinating. Uh, David, it's been great to reminisce. It really is. Uh, good to hear you going well. Uh, I know Vossi's going to catch up with you when you're in Vegas, uh, but... Uh, Mate, yeah, really great that. talking. Yeah. Good on you, mate. No, I appreciate it, Greg and, and Andrew. It, it's, it's nice. Thanks for uh, taking the stroll back in time and leading us to, to Vegas in March. Yeah. I think it's going to be really successful and really exciting. So good to see uh, all the rugby league people around the world getting behind it. And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. How are things going over there, David? Hey, good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Vossie. Yeah, going well. I, good news. The sun's out over here. It's been pretty torrential rain over the last couple of days, but the sun is back out in, in sunny San Diego, where I'm based with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, and guys, they've hit the training paddock for the first time. Uh, over the last two days, South Sydney came over on two separate flights, the entire squad and coaching staff. Um, a, a plane load came on the first day and then the second day, the, the remainder of, uh, on, on Monday, then the rem- remainder came on Tuesday. And um, they've hit the training paddock for the first time uh, at the University of, uh, of San Diego here in California. And it, it was pretty much a turn-the-legs-over session, guys. Just important to, to you know, break up the jet lag and get the group together. The, the spotlight is on Cody Walker. Uh, guys, he's had a he's had a calf issue uh, that obviously saw his withdrawal from the Indigenous side. I, I watched Cody train. Uh, he was off to the side doing a rehab program, running program, slowly building up the progression of his loads in the countdown to the Las Vegas kickoff. Um, I've got to say, there's a level of you know huge confidence that Cody Walker will play, um, and at, at this point in time, today was very much as I said, uh, ticking the boxes that need to be ticked, knowing that they still have a fair few days to play with. So all in all, a pretty positive um, pro- positive start for South Sydney. They've hit the gym at the moment. Uh, they're in there pumping weights. Um, and then they'll uh, reconvene this afternoon with a trip um, uh, to visit uh, the U.S. Navy um, down here in San Diego. San Diego's a huge Navy um, and, and nice. a, a maritime um, base down here in San Diego, and that's where South Sydney uh, will go spend uh, the afternoon with the US Navy. Oh, that'll be interesting. Um, now, we, I threw yeah. out there, where, where are Brisbane and the Roosters staying? MC Michael Cariana straight on the text line this morning. Uh, Roosters and Broncos staying in LA. South are in San Diego. And Anthony Seabold, when leaving had a crack at South Sydney. He left the, the Roosters and the Broncos out, even though they're not in Vegas. But Manly are staying in Vegas. Mm. Uh, David, did you speak to Jason Dimitriou about Anthony Seabold's comments? 
Yeah, I did. We did uh, a couple of uh, my my media colleagues uh, just had a quick uh, chat to Jason about that. Look, he had a smile on his face. He thought it was all quite comical, um, and 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 didn't really see the the angst or, or you know didn't see it as a barber or a jab from Anthony Seabold. Um, he he basically just said, look. We've come to San Diego to, to build our preparation here, and Manly have chosen Las Vegas. And good luck to them. And at the end of the day, we're all here. We're all here to promote rugby league across uh, America. He pointed out that very fact that you said, Brandy, that it's a good thing that the four clubs are spread out on the West Coast. Like it's as opposed to just being bunkered down in all the same one location. They are spread out and mm. and spreading the word. Um, look, my personal opinion. I, I don't. I would have. I would have preferred the South Sydney setup in San Diego rather than ten day preparation in Las Vegas. And I just think um, being and watching State of Origin camps, just having that that diversity for players to get out of the hotel, uh, go to the beach, go to a cafe, switch off between training sessions. I don't know if Las Vegas does that. It'll be interesting to see. I might be left eating my words after Manly's performance, but I. I think I prefer the three other clubs' decision to be based outside of Las Vegas. But, David, won't there be a point where they are all in Vegas? Like, how many days out is that? I know the NRL fan site, uh, that's on the Thursday night before the game. And the game, remember, is a Saturday night in Vegas. Is that the day that they arrive? Are they only going to be there for a couple of days in Vegas? In my understanding, it's the Wednesday um, Wednesday. that they arrive prior to uh, the... Las Vegas kickoff, Aussie. So there will be a lot of, you know, there's about three to four days of promotion on the ground when they do arrive. Um, certainly, I know that Fox League will be, uh, you know, almost running a 24/7 channel um, yeah. of coverage in relation to live shows in car parks outside. What? Australians lobbying. What could go wrong? I mean, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be like, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. it's going to be big. It's going to be big. Uh, David, yeah. um, can we just yeah. play the Anthony Seabold uh, audio? Because I yeah, thought, while, while Jason Dimitri laughed it off, Anthony Seabold, it was pretty deliberate what he was what he was saying. It was, it was definitely firing a shot across the bow. Yeah, well, it'd be nice if the Bunnies sort of came and promoted the game in Las Vegas. I mean, one of the reasons why we're going there 11 days beforehand is to promote the game. I think you know, the NRL have wanted to um, you know, take the game to Las Vegas, so we're doing our job. All our training sessions are open sessions, so. Supporters media uh, are more than welcome to come to all of our sessions. Um, we've got a number of corporates and, and supporters and members are coming across. So we want to do the right thing by the game. We want to go there. As I said, we've come up with a really good strategy to minimise any distractions. Uh, but we also want to give the guys a life experience. They're adults and we're going to treat them like adults. But as I said, the whole idea is to promote the game for the NRL. And um, we feel obliged to do that. I, I, Anthony Seabold made a point of saying, well, they're adults. Um, we're taking them to Vegas, and we think that they can behave themselves. So we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens D- by the end well, of next D- week. Well, Doug was an adult in The Hangover as well, in the movie <laughs> The Hangover. He was an adult. He ended up on a mattress in a hotel for three days, you know. Um, well, yeah. David, and, and I've, I've had similar, conversa- I've had similar uh, conversations, Bossy, with Jason Demetrio about what I, I asked him, has he put curfews on them? Has he put alcohol bans on them? And he said no. And he said a similar response to what Anthony Seabold had said about treating them like adults. And I can tell you that come come Friday night and Saturday night, the players actually had free time, leisure time, 
to take in the sights and sounds of whatever they want. And uh, there'll be a large contingent heading to either a Lakers or Clippers game uh, in LA. And, uh, you know, world famous and tragic South fan, kid, the kid Leroy, uh, the, the hip hop artist, has invited the South Sydney players to his house, his mansion in LA. Now, what could go wrong there? Now, all the boys, all the boys just piling into an LA mansion for a Friday night kick on with um, with one of the, the world's <laughs> they best football artists. But they still keep um, Leroy's tiger. They they end up taking it home. Um, yeah, yeah. Style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got any wild animals? Yeah. Uh, David, we're actually going to have Jason Dimitrio on the program tomorrow morning, so we look forward to that one. Uh, we are taking tips from people on things both serious and not so serious out of America. One thing that was said was. Uh, digital, like your license on your phone, your credit card on your phone, not that, um, not that efficient. Have you found that in your uh, travels around? Uh, no, I, I, it's been a-okay at this point in time. I mean, I've just been tapping like crazy, guys. <laughs> just um, you know, um, to work to buy a coffee, no problem. Tap away. Tap away. Mm. Um, so. But yeah, is that no, off the no, off the no, phone, off the phone, or the physical credit card with you? On the phone, on the phone, on the phone. Yeah, well, there you on go. The phone. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. No problem. Uh, okay, some signings: Luciano uh, Leilua signs with the Dragons on a three-year deal. Um, Adam Reynolds signs a one-year extension. Mm. Uh, we had Brad, uh, Braden Hamlin Ueli re-signing with the Sharks. But uh, uh, what do you think about the signing of uh, Leilua? Yeah, look, I think I think it's needed, absolutely needed by St George Illawarra. It gives the certainly adds a new you know, dimension to that pack uh, at the Dragons, where I where I think they need they need they need to bolster. Uh, they need they need someone like Luciano Leilua, who I believe you know he, he played a very good season last season with the Cowboys. Um, clearly, the concern is is the price and whether they get bang for bust. But that's where St George Illawarra are at, yeah. and and I think it's important that Shane Flanagan continues to pick up these types of signings to to replenish the roster. Um, uh, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I think, as I said, I just think that for, for where Saints are at, it's a good buy. Yeah, what 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 clubs are willing and different clubs are willing to pay different players? Um, all depends on how much they need them, and and you can't be going into the season. No disrespect to Tom Eisenhuth, but can't you can't have Tom starting in the back row? Um, that that yeah. that wasn't going to work really. Uh, so yeah. with Jaden Sewer yeah. on one side of the field, Leilua on the other side of the field, um, you know, and whether they've paid too much, well, that's you said it, David. That that's the position the Dragons find themselves. In now, they, there's really not much bargaining power. If they need someone, they got to they got to pay for them. That's Simple right. That. That's right. Yeah. I think look, and Adam Reynolds' uh, extension at the Brisbane Broncos. Um, I think you will see guys post that one year deal. Adam moving into a, a coaching role uh, with the Broncos as well, and I, I, that that doesn't come as a great surprise. The extension, I think. I think Adam certainly showed, and we all saw it, the way he performed um, leading the Broncos to the grand final. But he certainly got more football left in him. The obvious concerns are in and around his body uh, and the soft tissue injuries that he he does frequently pick up. But managed well, he's just too good a footballer. And the the, the lack of quality halves on the open market, I think it's a, it's, a, it's an easy signing for the Brisbane Broncos. 
a little mm. shot at me uh, because I don't use the digital system, nor does Brandy, but I'm copying it. If Ossie's one of those annoying people that you get stuck behind at the servo <laughs> that takes an extra 20 seconds to pull his card out of his wallet, then enter his pin. Use your phone like the rest of us, Vossi. Wallets are only needed if you're buying drugs or playing the pokies. Thank you for that uh, bit of life. Mystery This is heavy, isn't it? Well, <laughs> stuff we get. No patience, mystery yes. man. Well, well, God forbid if you have to. Put well, I don't. I don't. I do not have anything on the. Well, I'm a license on the phone, but I've still got the heart. I'll still produce the. Well, I haven't even, uh, my license isn't even on my phone. I've got nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm very annoying. Ricky, two names, same uh, name and first name. Uh, we're thinking of journos, Dean Ritchie. We're going through people that have uh, a <laughs> name that's a first name. We started off with Tim David and Greg Alexander. We're working through, so Dean Ritchie is one. I can't think of any other journo that has a first last name, is there? So I think, no. No, no, no. Brent Reid. No. Just trying to think, boys. Paul um, Kent. No. Paul Kent. Paul Kent. There you yes. go, Paul Kent. <laughs> Kent. Um, That'll do. Thank you. Beautiful uh, stuff. The, Wayne Bennett missed out on the Kiwi job, and very quickly after that, uh, there was news out that Parramatta were linked with Wayne Bennett. Is there now? Um, the CEO has the the EL CEO, um, Jim Santorini. Is it Saratonis? Um, has. Uh, has shut that has, has shut that down. Uh, no yeah, surprise to see boy, Bennett, Bennett's name will be linked with a no lot surprise. of clubs. Yep. Yeah. Oh, look, uh, uh, no, no, no surprise that ELCA Jim Tarantinos has come out and shot that down. Um, look, it, it, it probably leads to more the, the focal point of Brad Arthur and 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 whether. You know how much pressure he goes into this season now with Parramatta, and and maybe it's just some, it's some massaging and some uh, attempted agitation, dare I say, uh, to to mount that pressure on Brad Arthur from external sources. Uh, this story uh, has emerged. Uh, it comes as a as a somewhat of a surprise, but certainly no surprise yeah. that Jim Tarantino just shot that down straight away. And, and I must say, guys, Jim, Jim isn't a—he rarely buys into media headlines at all. He, he's, he's one of the more reserved NRL CEOs in the competition. So for him to stick his head up and, and shoot it down probably probably says says it all. Mm. More names coming through thick and fast uh, from Bruce of Batlow, Ray Warren, James Graham, Andrew Webster. There you go. We're just just flying them Webster. out there. Yeah. <laughs> Just coming thick and there fast. We go. But no girl, that, girl yet. Boy, girl. No. No, no girl, no. girl. Mm-hmm. I reckon there might be a Riccio somewhere in the world. Someone's got Riccio as a first name. Possibly. Potentially. Riccio David running around. Yeah. So so your San Diego for the duration with the Rabbitohs, David, that's your brief, or you are going to uh, move across to where the other teams are? Are you going to bob in there, or are you just going straight on to Vegas and uh, live it up? No. No, the Daily Telegraph has journalists positioned with uh, all four clubs. And, and you're right, Bossy, this is my brief, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So I will be based with the Bunnies uh, until heading over to Las Vegas next Wednesday. So anything that happens with the Bunnies, we'll be across it. All right. And to complete the conversation, Black Stump Peel is too clever. Just on the women's name, Girl Girl. Well, if a woman married a man with the name, she will get Mrs. Alexander. So Tanya Alexander would be someone who has female name and 
No. Is that how no, it was? No, 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 no. No, if, no. if someone married Brian Lara. R.S. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's two Then Tanya Lara. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ale- if, that's if, right. Same your surname wasn't Alexandra, because yes. Alexandra, then we could get away with it. David, fascinating segment. Mm. Uh, you keep looking after yourself yes. over there with your digital card tapping away. Go well, David. Yes. Well, really quick, really quickly, um, interestingly, and on this name discussion point, and this could be another topic, guys, Mm. um, rugby league journalist, Tony Adams married Tony Adams. Oh, wow. Yeah. He married Tony Adams married a Tony Adams. There you go. That's I thank you, boys. Go well. No, that's great. That's Have a great. sleep, mate. Jet lag's set in. Channel 7 you, had mate. a reporter, remember, <laughs> reporting out the front of Amy Park, and her name was Amy Park. That was incredible. <laughs> we did that on the footy show. Her name was Amy Park, and they sent it to Amy Park to do the right. story. Uh, fantastic areas there. Um, this is what a, what a show. You can have your say on all the big NRL issues that David just mentioned. Give us a call now on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Have the Dragons made the right decision signing Luciano Leilua? Is the one year extension for Adam Reynolds a good move for the Broncos? And if you're a Parramatta fan, would you like to entertain the thought of Wayne Bennett at your club? Have your say. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Breakfast powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together.